Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. This week, I guarantee you, we'll have a good time. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. And Ricky just won a playoff game by the hair of his teeth. By the uh, chinny chin chin. My God, that was a good game. (laughs) Nick. uh, I was so pulling for Atlanta. Oh, so gosh, you stop with your, uh, uh hey, hey, I didn't hey, think hey, we were hey, going to do hey. this. We don't need to do this. We well, don't need yeah. to end the podcast. We know, you know, there's just some teams that when you're a team of a fan of a certain team, it, it doesn't matter if the world burns, you, you don't cheer for that team. <laughs> That's and, and that is my team. I got it. I got it. Hey, going into it, I didn't expect to win the game anyway because the last game this quarterback played, there's no way we could have won. Uh, about the don't, the don't worry, you won't make it past the next one if you keep playing <laughs> like that. No, 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 no. Now, now, second quarter, Nick Foles of 2013 started coming back, so uh, I'm excited for the next game. I, I expect to win and I will be highly disappointed if we do not so anyway football time's over let's talk about some stuff oh. Fahrenheit 451 now this movie is based on a book by Ray Bradbury yes, right Ray Bradbury yeah one of my favorite books of all time one of my if you are a consider yourself an intelligent human being this should be on your to read list like this is that that base foundation that every person needs to read there's just a few books that everybody has to be like okay i have to have read this i have to have read this and this fahrenheit 451 for me i I just like to include everybody else into my universe uh uh it, it is an amazing amazing book you know we we've got several other movies in the past that have kind of led us down this Fahrenheit 451 path. You know, Equilibrium was that that really nice mix of Matrix meets Fahrenheit 451, one of Christian Bale's best movies, and I think it's a really underrated movie. But this, HBO adaptation. Now, we just got a teaser trailer. I, I tried to look. I think it's a movie. But it could be a miniseries. I, I, I really didn't see any news that said, it just said, HBO releases trailer for an adaptation of Fahrenheit 451. Now, the thing that really intrigues me, we get Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. Yeah, two Dude. two great actors. I mean, Michael Shannon is yeah. riding the high off of uh, uh, Shape of Water, which is just getting amazing reviews. And then, of course, we already know him from his work in uh, like Midnight Special, Man of Steel. Uh, the guy is like uh, a phenom in acting, and I'm Do glad. You know, just if I wasn't gonna blow people's ears out, I want to be like, I will find him. I will find him. Uh, Every time, man. Or where Larry reads the cheerleader letter. That was great. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad you started out the uh, describing this book this way because this is on my list of shame. I have never read Fahrenheit 451, and uh, I have no I'm good sorry, reason. It's a, it, for for it, it's a day read. It's a it's a you know if if you find yourself, I know these are few and far between between for you and I, Ricky. 
If you ever find yourself with a day with nothing to do, ha 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 ha, uh, you know, it, it Fahrenheit 451 is a solid day read, and you can knock that out. Well, I tell you what, you're uh, going to hold me to this. So next time uh, on the 20th, we'll be in Jonesboro for a concert. I'm going to Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble. I will buy Fahrenheit 451. Oh, dude, you will not be disappointed. It's such an incredible, incredible movie, and I look forward to seeing what HBO brings us with these two great actors. Hey, Rick, so how do you feel about the Hellraiser films? Well, I've only seen... No, I I take that back. I've seen the first two a long, long time ago. Those are are two of the better ones, so yeah. And I've, I've seen another one. I saw the one in space. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. It's fun. It is. Um, but I haven't seen the bad ones just because other people who love this stuff have watched it and go, "Oh no, don't know, don't watch that one." <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. the idea of Pinhead and and its concept of hell in in this universe and the way stuff works really kind of intriguing. It's got its own mythology. It's it's very uh, kind of uh, uh, what's his Clive Barker. And yeah, it's yeah. just eat up with Clive Barker. So if you like right. that, hey, more power to you. Um, well, we're getting a tenth film, a tenth film in the Hellraiser series, Hellraiser Judgment, and the trailer came out. Um, it it from the looks of the trailer, I believe it's going to be straight to video. <laughs> I uh well the past I, I uh wish, the I past wish. 7 have been, right? Yeah, but but you know every now and then you almost with a series that has ran 10 films and a, a few of them have been theater, you wish that when it becomes number 10 they would step back and say, "All right. This is the final one, guys and gals. It's the 10th one. Let's let's take a step back." I mean, we haven't had one for quite a few years. Let's do it good enough that it goes to the theaters. You know, I I would love to see if something like this would pull a crowd. Although I have a feeling, you know, this is that 90s horror genre that only the people that was there from the beginning could really appreciate. I I don't know, but but I will probably watch the 10th Hellraiser film just because it is the 10th one and I need to watch it. Got to keep that string going. I need to see. I need to see it. Um, man, we got. Uh, I seen this article. It said, uh, uh, shots released for of Tom Hardy in Venom, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. You you click on it, and it's literally just Tom Hardy. <laughs> it, it's it, it's no Venom costume. It's no. It. it uh, I'm I'm disappointed. You know. What's your take on this Venom movie? Is, is this going to be good? Is is this one up in the air for you? I'm not. Ju- I'm not even beginning to start to judge this movie until I see a trailer. Until I see something that is going to either make or break this movie for me. Uh, Venom. What we've seen of Venom has never been done to my liking. Uh, Spider-Man yes. Three, uh, horrible design. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, just Not left. Sam Raimi's fault. And, and yeah, yeah, and I, I can't, I can't even place how the the character of Venom looked in that, other than seeing Topher Grace's stupid face. God bless, such <laughs> a horrible choice. But um, you know, 
Tom Hardy is going to be great in the parts Tom Hardy is there for. Uh, the CG, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't I know how it's connected to the universe. I don't know if Spider-Man's going to be in it. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless of what they say, they could put a secret thing in and maybe it's connected to Marvel. I don't know. Tony Stark may show up and put it in armor. I don't know. So, so do you think all that this universe, that universe, this universe, that universe crap that we had, you know, eight months ago, that's all out the window now, right? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's that's the curse of the, of the of the blessing that we've been that we've gotten here. A lot of this stuff is still up in the air because even though they're agreeing to make the deal, doesn't mean the deal's going to go through with government regulation. So everybody has to operate in a certain way, and we don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> you know, they could they could behind the scenes shaking hands, going, "Oh yeah, we're going to link it all together. It's fine. It's fine. Deal go through, no problem." Or they could be going, oh, we can't do nothing because if it turns around, we're not messing with that legal stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Well, well, I, I can tell you, I can tell you, you know, I can't tell you much about the Venom movie, but, but I, I believe this this joint partnership has definitely had some uh, changes affecting movies at Fox. Let's just go into the list of things that are changing. Gambit lost a director, and it got pushed back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's... I mean, I think it just lost the director because the director is like, this is... No. I think it was creative Maybe. differences on the director's part. Well, this They're going to need their fourth director. And listen, listen. I, I know it can't happen, but Gambit has got potential to be a good movie. Is it just me, or is Channing Tatum just the horrible choice? Well, who would you choose for Gambit? I mean, he, he's... The, I, listen, I, I, but, I, hold on, I, hold on, I, hold on, I, hold on. Before we just dismiss Channing Tatum, now, Channing Tatum has pursued this role. He yeah, loves yeah, this character. Yes. Uh, I, I do want somebody who wants it that bad in that role. I, I don't I want somebody that. who's just there for the money... Oh yeah, you know if it's, you know you don't want Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> who do you? No. But who do you get to play Gambit? Who is who is a perfect Creole actor? I don't know. I mean, he is from that area. I, I don't know. Well, he's from Alabama. He's from Alabama. Yeah, but I mean, it, close enough. But you you really I just uh, maybe it's the roles that he's taken. You know, I, I just don't see him. You know, that Twenty One Jump Street role doesn't fit gambit you know his acting in gi joe doesn't fit gambit um i i really haven't seen much of his other stuff because it doesn't relate to me i'm not gonna watch any of his love story chick flick films because i avoid those at all cost minus the few that i have to watch you know one or two a year that every guy has to man up and watch every few years um i, I don't like those type movies I don't know. I just never seen him, even from a couple of years ago, when this was, oh, Channing Tatum wants to do Gambit. I was like, yeah, Channing Tatum wants to do Gambit. That That's a joke. And then it turns out that it's real, and he really does want to pursue this role. And I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm 5'3", and I would love to play NBA, but that ain't happening either. Well, 
things happen. I mean, you got to remember, I, I'm willing to give the guy the chance. I mean, look at look at Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was the dude out of out of uh, the Money Pit <sighs> or Bachelor Party. He's not yeah. he's not the guy yeah. that pulls off uh, 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 Road to Perdition or or uh, uh, Castaway. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, now you're talking about one of the best ever. Well, yeah, like I that, know. I know it's a stretch. I know, but I'm saying you're, it could be a breakout role for him. Who knows? But I mean. If if he's got passion and it's got a good director, it's got a good story, it could work. I get you, I get you. So so Gambit searching for a fourth director. Um, New Mutants gets pushed back. Yeah, ten. piss on that. Why? Why? You were you were four months away from release. Now now my take on this before before I know I know you are probably really upset on this but my take on this do you believe that the Disney people walked in and were like whoa 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 you know we we've watched this this screener here and this is not this is not quality people you can step up better than this or do you think no I this I, is I think this is hold? I I think that this is Disney coming in going, wait, we can do something with this. And we they may be looking at some reshoots and adding some stuff to this. I think it's a move that will shore, up shore up the X-Men. It's possible that they are going ahead and going, let's, let's shoehorn this in, but let's do it right. I think okay. they are making this work. And so, plus, it it gives a lot of time for them to go. Okay, let's add some additional stuff. Let's make this. Let's make not make this a two hundred thousand dollar movie, a two hundred million dollar movie. Let's make this a five hundred million dollar movie. I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm upset so that I'm not that seeing is... it soon enough. But I am also kind of comforted that they have more time to shore up the movie to make it a better movie. So you think this is. Although disappointing, will end up better off in the end. Yes, absolutely. All right, all right. I, I was kind of hoping that same reaction. Um, Deadpool gets to step up even sooner. Original June 1 release date moves up to May 18th, so we get Deadpool even sooner. Yes, Wonderful, Deadpool. Yeah, I'm excited for Deadpool. Uh, they said they're not going to take out T.J. Miller, so f fine. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just want to see the movie. It's fine. I'm excited for this. I'm I'm excited for Deadpool. So the sooner I get Deadpool, the sooner the better. Um, and Dark Phoenix doesn't move at all. Uh, November 2018 stays the release did, date. Did you just make news out of no news? <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you work for the Washington... No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I can't... We have no news on Dark Phoenix. That's news. We're out. Well, no news is good news, right? Uh, maybe. Mm, I want this movie... To, I, I especially want this movie to be good. If anything needs shore, shored up from the last X-Men movie, yeah. this one should get a second pass by somebody. Yeah. So, unless it's 100% and they're good to go, mm. <laughs> I want yeah. it to be good. Yeah, I want this one to be good. Because, I mean, their um, first pass at Dark Phoenix, 
Not so much. Yeah, yeah, that one was quite, quite terrible. But let me let me talk about this. You put this on here, but I did see this earlier this week. Uh, John Krasinski's reaction to uh, somebody's fan uh, Fantastic Four picture. I would be all for that. He looked great. Oh, man, John Krasinski as Reed Richards would be incredible. Although I'd seen one, like, I texted you this article about John Krasinski being Reed Richards, and then I was reading through the comments, and they had done another fan uh, mock-up with Matt Smith. And I was like, oh, oh, don't make me choose. Don't make me choose, because as good as John Krasinski looked, Matt Smith is also no, would be an incredible choice no, for. I don't think Matt, Matt Smith doesn't have the look. Like, I don't know. Like that John that John Krasinski picture mm-hmm. looked absolutely stunningly great. Looked like yeah, production level. You know, um, gosh, kind of and, like and you know, he's kind been of up like for Marvel roles before. Yes, kind of like the pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch before. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about getting Benedict Cumberbatch for Doctor Strange and all this pictures started coming up. You're like, that works! The John, John Krasinski pick feels like that to me. It works. I know, I know. I agree with you. I agree 100%. Now, this, ne- um, this next one's all you. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You know, uh, I'm I'm a huge fan on, as far as gaming, we're, 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 we're turning... Uh, a corner here, people. Uh, we're going to talk about gaming for a second. On May 25th, we're going to get Dark Souls remastered in 4K, 60 frames a second. Now, now this is the original Dark Souls. This is the one that started all that. Well, actually, Demon Souls started it. But as far as you know, the Dark Souls lore, the the all the Soulsborne games that we all know and love, those of us that love From Software, they're remastering it. I I cannot wait. The the challenges ahead for me are going to drive me nuts because I've never played Dark Souls, but I've watched enough Watch Mojo top 10 toughest bosses to know that the original Dark Souls game has some of the toughest bosses that has been out, you know. Are you some sort of masochist? I mean, do you like this thing? <sighs> the, okay, okay. It it started off, honestly. I, I bought <laughs> Bloodborne because it was on sale, and a bunch of my other friends had got it. No, I let, let's do this, man. Let's jump into it. And I'd watched somebody stream, and I was like, oh, man, this game, this game is a challenge. And... I was in a party chat with my friend Mike, and I remember playing. He's playing Bloodborne. I'm playing Bloodborne. You know, we're not in the same game, but we're just talking as we go through. And I was like, "Dude, I, I think I've made a mistake. I've, I've wasted some money. I don't, I don't think I can do this. I just don't think." And he was like, "Just do it, man. You, you can do it." And, and I rose up and I beat a boss, and that was really satisfying. And then and the next one, and the next one. And I ended up figuring out, you know, okay, on this style, I have to play this play style for Bloodborne. And then Dark Souls 2 was on sale with all the DLC, so I bought it. And I was like, okay, I need to go back and see what all this stuff is based off of. I, I played Dark Souls 2, 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, this, this is challenging because you're going back to where the, the controls aren't quite as smooth. There's some clunkiness, you know, you can tell that, oh, this game is not fully remastered. It's the way it was on the, you know, PS3, on the Xbox 360 and but but moving on, I, I learned to love it. You know, I rose to the challenge of all the Dark Souls. And then Dark Souls 3 came out, and I was one of the first of my friends to beat it. I just powered through it somehow. And the thoughts of going back to the original, where it all started, that I've never played. Yeah, I know. It's a little... I know I'm going to bash my face into a wall a few times. I mean, there there's a boss on Bloodborne that I literally fought 80 plus times 80 plus times hmm. before i was finally able to win sean get out of the fire sean get out of the fire oh it, it's not like that man <laughs> it, it is not like that it is i i one of these days when you're over i will let you play some bloodborne with my high level character and you will still die hmm. nice now did you ever but, play uh dante's inferno i did not okay that game's kind of fun, but it's hard. Um, well, then I may like it. I may like it. Dude, I, I need some help. I uh, Do you remember the 1980 movie, uh, Watcher in the Woods? I do know of it. I've never watched it, but I, I've heard this talked about in the last year or so. Well, there, there was a remake done this year. But but I refuse to watch it because I've read the reviews and it, it's got some pretty bad reviews. Uh, Angelica Houston's in it, I believe, and she's the only saving grace for it. But but her role was originally Betty Davis. Now I remember this because it, it was a Disney film and it terrified me. I remember having nightmares about this movie. I remember it being very scary. My my wife has never seen it, so I wanted to find it and show it to her. Um, I got a Google Play card for Christmas, so I was like, I'll just hop on Google Play and buy it, and then we'll be able to watch it. It's not on there, so I'm like, let's check Amazon. Oh, it's not there. There are zero digital copies of Watcher in the Woods. The only, seriously, uh, I scoured all my ways of finding movies. And there are no digital copies out there. It, it's ridiculous. The only way I can find it is either a VHS on Amazon or there's a DVD on Amazon. But depending on what seller and what day you look for it, it's upwards of $40 because apparently it's a really tough DVD to find. Sean? Yes. I, I'm staring at Walmart.com, nine ninety eight, yes. two day shipping. Watcher in the for woods. the nineteen eighty for the nineteen eighty one DVD. Hold yes. on, read more. Yes. Now this was first issued in two thousand four, but that's the DVD. It stars mm -hmm. Ian Bannon, Betty Davis, David McCallan, Carol Baker. Lynn Holly really? Johnson, 83 minutes for that, and it was nowhere. It is on Walmart.com as of right now. Oh, all right, all right. Well, now it I'll may not have been that. there whenever you searched, yeah. but it is there now. 
this was around New Year's Eve. Well, you'd think it'd be there, man. I mean, seriously, I was probably either having issues searching the right terminology or I didn't look well enough. I, I was I was really hung up on finding it digitally because I wanted the immediate gratification. I didn't want to have to wait on a DVD. So I may have seen that and just overlooked it immediately. But, man. If it, you're hungry enough, find, it's there. <laughs> do what? I hope to find it. I hope to find it soon. So uh, you're the only one with some local haul this week, man. What would you would you snag? What'd you get? What'd you find? Well, partially local haul. Um, our Walmart did uh, finally get the first wave of uh, the new Transformers line, Power of the Primes, and had the Dinobots in. So I, I was able to get um, uh, Swoop and uh, Snarl. I mean Slag. Nice. I'm sorry. Nice. And also um, from Hasbro.com, the first legend size the five dollar figures uh for the line were released and they are i don't know if you remember like the 87 88 line of transformers that had pretenders did you did you did you ever have any of those they were the human uh, i can't tell you anyway they were robots but they were inside these human shells like the uh, the autobots had had a human shell like a uh, uh armored space-suited human and the decepticon version was like beasts like there was skull grin had this huge skull was purple and gray and uh like there were others like there was a bug one and and uh uh like a a poseidon shark one uh anyway they have little miniature versions of those that are um um once again shells for these little uh like Power Master type figures, um, okay, and, and it got the first three of those, and they the art is amazing. the The guys who awesome. do this, like uh, Marcelo Matire, are absolute just brilliant artists. I mean, this stuff is the production quality and what they're putting out is like the G one stuff. I absolutely love it. I want all I can get of it. Um, just love it. Go go to your local awesome. Walmart and look at what's going on down there. Um, but that's all I got. That's pretty cool, man. Ah, I see something awesome that puts a smile on my face. Uh, would you like to lead into "Have you seen it, my friend"? I can. Um, I had some. I had some time to myself, uh, luckily, and I was able to watch "True Romance," the movie I talked about getting last week in my local hall. Nice. I pleasantly surprised. The movie was really fun. Was funny, and it was the type of Quentin Tarantino writing. That I, I do like. I mean, he's really witty. He has that... Uh, him and Aaron Sorkin have this kind of repertoire with words that, that really, when you get actors that can that can spit those out that way, is, is, is a sight to behold. And this movie feels feels very much Quentin Tarantino. I mean, it just mm-hmm. does. Now, now, of course, it has the... <laughs> it has the scene like the Christopher Walken and um oh what's his face daggummit I'm getting there no worries Dennis Hopper Christopher Walken Dennis Hopper scene that mm-hmm. is absolutely 100% no way that could not have been Quentin Tarantino writing that movie um, oh yeah yeah 
Uh, but the craziness that gets in there, Gary Oldman shines in this movie. I Absolutely. was laughing the whole time he was on screen. Uh, Christopher Walken is a chick in the bucket. Like, he just disappears. I expected him to be somewhere in the end of this movie, and it did not happen. I was like, ah! You're just going to use him? Ah! But uh, uh, other, other than that, that Brad Pitt is great as the stoner. Um, just on that couch. Yeah, <laughs> like the I love it. like all the Italian guys just completely ignore him. He's chicken the bucket, but he's fine. They didn't mess with that guy. <laughs> oh man, it's such a good movie. I'm so glad you've seen it. If seriously, anybody listening, if you haven't seen True Romance, um, I want to say the first time we discussed True Romance was probably in our first ten episodes. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it takes a turn from a normal like. I don't, no, I don't want to spoil it. The ending didn't end up the way I thought it would. Uh, I thought it would have a very dark ending, and it did mm-hmm. not. It it had a very light ending, even though there, yep. it's tinged with darkness because of the situation, because of the psyche of some people. But um, yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It was very fun. I could not... I had to pause it a couple times, uh, but I wanted to get back to it as soon as possible. So, definitely a oh. watch. Glad I glad I got it. I'm, I'm so glad you got to see it. It's up there. It's one of my favorites. Um, something I wanted to talk about today was uh, The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Great movie. Not- Dude, 1995, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio Del Toro, Kevin Spacey. Oh. You know. <laughs> I thought you'd skip him. But no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, look, look. <laughs> well, it doesn't. No, it doesn't take away from the movie. The, mo- the movie is absolutely great, and it gets... The reason it was so acclaimed is because of the, the way that movie is done. I mean, it was really effective. I, I remember... I still remember watching that movie the first time. Truly enjoyed it. Uh, the ending... Is very like you mentioned, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong ish. <laughs> yes, I said you know it, it it had that M Night Shyamalan type ending four years before there was the Sixth Sense. Who is Kaiser Sose? Who is Kaiser Sose? I uh, and, and re- it, it's so tough. I mean, this it, it's going to be tough from going forward because there's so many good movies that have people that have been accused of really bad things that have been accused of really atrocious things but in 1995 the usual suspects kevin spacey's performance was was incredible you know the the fact that he took verbal kent to this you know he he was he was something really that he wasn't and he was such a good actor that you believed in verbal Kent, you know, he's all up in the police station. There's no way the the baddest of the bad guys is going to be right up in the middle of the police station doing whatever he wants. Dang, are you just and spoiling it, this movie, like, without a I, care? Listen, it was 1995. <laughs> well, well if, they have, if they haven't seen it now, they sure as heck ain't going to see it. I, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> um, it, it, It's... I just want to convey that I, I I think this this movie is a 
one of Kevin Spacey's best movies. Um, it's got Benicio del Toro. This is the start of my love for Benicio del Toro. I was like, who is this guy? This guy is awesome. And then, and then came you know, uh, Fear and Loathing, and which that that just was the seal the deal. You took my woman, man. I I freaking love Benicio del Toro. He he's so good. And that's the reason I was so upset that his more recent roles haven't lived up to my expectations. What's a knife for? The oranges. Oranges. <laughs> but dude, that uh once again, we're we're getting these episodes to be short and concise and to the point. I'm sure that helps you with editing. <laughs> I'm sure you appreciate that. Uh but I have I have nothing else, my friend. Do you? No, that's it for this week. I've uh, oh gosh, it's just been I've been covered up, busy at work, late nights, stuff. Uh, and I'm, and sh- I'm thank God Sean night. threw some notes together for this episode. Well, well, I'm about to start nights. I'm about to start seven twelves on night shifts. So, uh, 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 Chris and Stevie in Ireland, I'm about to be on your time zone. So, uh. Hit me up. I'll be uh, needing some late night conversation to keep me going. Um, on social media, you can find me at Maynard98. You can find me at Maynard98 on Instagram and uh, both of us on Twitter at Not So Southern G's. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Like Sean said, hit us back, contact us anytime, leave us messages, emails. Uh, don't go quiet on us. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, we appreciate each and every listen. I I love the day that Rick releases the episode and see the the nice, huge spike and the fact that it, it still just blows me away. You know, it, it's not that the numbers. It's the fact that we release an episode and nearly like clockwork within 24 hours, I know that same number of people Listen each and every week. And to those of you that I know who you are and you know who you are, it's appreciated. Thank you very much. And we we just couldn't do all this. We wouldn't do all this if you didn't listen. I I know you're supposed to do the podcasting for, for the love of expressing, you know, your stuff. But if no one listened, if every week Ricky and I hit refresh on the listens and it was zero... I, I don't know how much drive I would have. So thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs>